The pay is going to be 250000 so very good paying job. I used to live in Lafayette. It's where I fell in love with Louisiana. The Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC is looking for a new president and CEO. Congrats to Chad Odom, Denise Walls, and the Lake Martin area of Alabama. Westwater Resources is making an initial investment of $80 million to build its advanced graphite processing facility in Coosa County, Alabama. It's expected to create 100 full-time jobs. This week, I'm going to reference an article that discusses how some different states are allocating their American Rescue Plan Act funding. If you hit a ball hard into the wind, the ball's going to rise on you and hit that wind and kind of fall down. So into the wind, you want to hit easier shots, half shots. So downwind, hit it as hard as you possibly can. Into the wind, try to hit easier shots. Crosswind, fade or draw the ball against it. Whichever way the wind is blowing, you move it the other way and you're going to be better off. So again, we're so proud of our growth. Thank you to all of our clients, all of our movement members, all of y'all who really have helped us grow by word of mouth. This thing's gotten more than we thought. I think when Alex and I started this, we probably thought one day we might have four employees at most. We never envisioned nine or 10, which is rapidly where we're heading. So thank you to all of y'all. Next Move Group, the voice of economic development. Here is Chad Chancellor. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group YouTube Economic Development Newscast, the voice of economic development. And as the second half of our year has really started, now that July's come around, we are starting the second half of our year with tremendous growth. We hired two new full-time employees this week. We're growing so much, we're just having to do it. Honestly, we need another one. I'll tell you all about the other one we need here in a minute. But we hired two new full-time employees this week. We'll be introducing you to them in the coming weeks via our podcast or YouTube or some sort of a method. So that's going to take us to eight full-time employees plus a 1099 consultant that we also do work with. So we're going to have nine staff members now, eight full-time plus a 1099 consultant that does work with us. And honestly, we need one more hire. So now uh, the next hire that we really need, we need somebody who has done critical writing whether it's putting proposals together, uh, putting reports together with really a critical mindset to the writing. And so not just research or answering questions. You know, a lot of people can answer questions where they can tell you to what, but we need somebody that can take a lot of pieces of data and really see the why out of that. And that's a unique, unique skill set. There's actually degrees for it in critical writing. So if you know of people who have that degree are, if they work for like an engineering company and done a lot of proposals, if they work for an economic development organization and done a lot of RFIs and they're really considered outstanding, we need that person. Our team has gotten so busy that we've allocated all of our folks really in places that they're really good. This is the one thing now that we need now that we've kind of moved people around. So that'll be the next hire we make. That'll be staff member number 10. That would put us to nine full-time and one 10. This is going to need to be a full-time person. So if you know of people in this field that might want to apply, have them email me, chat at the nextmovegroup.com. That's the person we need to hire next to really round our team out. Of course, if you all are followers, you know why we're growing, why we're having to hire these people. Uh, on the executive search side, we're as busy as ever. So this Friday, the Lafayette, Louisiana executive search closes. The search for the leader, Lafayette Economic Development Authority's chief economic developer, president and CEO. If you're interested in that one, apply by this Friday. The pay is going to be 250000 so very good paying job. I used to live in Lafayette. It's where I fell in love with Louisiana. People assume I fell in love with Louisiana, live in New Orleans, because I was raised in Mississippi. 
I fell in love with Louisiana living in Lafayette. When I was a freshman in college, I lived in Lafayette for eight or nine months working for the Louisiana Golf Association. I'm telling you, it was the best summer I guess I've ever had. Lafayette people are loyal. They're loyal people. Uh, they're great people. They take care of each other, but they also have a really good time. They're very unique people, colorful type people. So whoever gets this job is going to really enjoy it. Lafayette has really grown. The health care over there is tremendous. The manufacturing is tremendous. Years ago, they rode the oil and gas up a lot, and they still do. But now they have so many other ancillary jobs like healthcare that they're a little bit uh, isolated from that. They don't just totally have to have oil and gas going in order to make their economy work. So that's going to be a tremendous opportunity for somebody. If you're interested, go to the nextmovegroup.com backslash Lafayette or email me or email Lafayette at the nextmovegroup.com to apply. Feel free to call me on this one. I live there, so I can answer more questions on this one, just about what a great place it is to live than I might can others. We are in the interviewing process and hiring process for, I don't know, five to ten searches, I guess. You all have seen them in the past, and we just won two more you'll be seeing come out from us here in the next few weeks, one in Ohio and one in Iowa, so you'll be seeing those roll out here in the next few weeks. And for those of you who are in the search area for our site selection project, Green Arrow, many of you had your governors or chief economic development people talk to our client a few weeks ago at the Select USA virtual event. And that all went very, very well. So for those of you in Project Green Air's territory, this is a site selection search we're doing. That project is moving again. It's moving pretty pretty well. I mean, we're working on it on a constant basis, having weekly meetings with all kinds of tasks to be done between, you know, in between the meetings. So that one is moving. You're going to be hearing from us soon. RFIs went back out, I think, last week to make sure everything on the sites that we thought we needed are there and make sure there's no additional sites we want to visit. Probably do site visits in September with a decision coming in December. So for those of y'all in that one, that's the time frame we're looking at. And as we kind of conclude with economic development stuff, before we get to the fun stuff, we have sold several labor-related products. We really have. So if your community is struggling with labor like many are, and you want more than just the old-fashioned labor study, if you really want somebody to get in there and figure out what your employers are going to have to pay to attract talent, what ancillary benefits they might have to offer, what incentives and bonuses they might have to offer, what might you have to do, maybe with public transportation or childcare to help them. We have been hired to do several studies around the country to do that. So if that's something you need, you call us and we'll get in there. It's not a one size fits all approach. We want to get in there and interview your employers and really see what's going on to help you out. Also, the July product of the month is staff training. It's a five-part series training your staff which now we haven't implemented for our own selves because now we got nine new team members. How short long? It wasn't very long ago. It was just me and John and Alex and Brandon. So we went from four to nine uh, before you can believe it. So we know how to train people for our own selves, much less economic development. But when I was an economic developer, I ran small organizations and I would hire really smart people, but they didn't know the business. We have put together a five-part series with your input via a survey we sent to economic developers and our members to really help orient new people in the business on what economic development is, why it matters. It's more than just jobs. It's tax revenue. It funds your schools. It funds your police, fire, and so forth. We get into the acronyms they're going to need to know. What's a new market tax credit? What's a TIF? What's a CDBG? All that stuff is confusing when you first start out. It really is. 
we get into the importance of existing industry and the difference in existing industry programs. Some people use a survey method program. Some people use a continuous relationship method program. Both work, but we get into the difference in those, really what they are. We also talk about how to answer RFIs and host prospect visits. We have a checklist for hosting prospect visits, right down to making sure you take a boat cutter with you in case you can't get in the industrial building. And we conclude the thing with talking about how to read financial statements, how to look at a financial statement and know what you're looking at. I didn't know this till Goldman Sachs taught me. 15 years I was in the business, I didn't know this. Goldman Sachs taught this to me a few years ago. We look at the current ratio. What is it? Why does that matter? We look at the debt to equity ratio. Why does that matter? And really go through all of that to see if it's a good company or not and talk about offering financial incentives. So given we're having to train two new staff members starting literally Monday, uh, I need all the help I can get. So if I were an economic developer, I'd want to buy this in July. So now to the fun stuff, now that Mississippi State won the World Series, I guess I should just accept the fact that the Cardinals are terrible. They are absolutely terrible. Thank goodness the All-Star break is here. Maybe they can reset themselves. The offense is routinely scoring two runs a game, three runs a game. They're below 500. Uh, this is the worst Cardinal. I've been a Cardinals fan since what? 2010, I guess this is 11 years. This is the worst Cardinals team I have personally seen. Unless something crazy happens, not going to get much out of them, but Hey, I can't complain. Mississippi state did win the college world series. So with the Cardinals being bad, looks like I got no real sports to follow other than the British open this week, which I'm a golf fan. That's the last golf tournament I care about this year. Uh, other than the Ryder Cup, but that doesn't come along for a while. So this British Open this week will be my last sporting event I really care about until week one of the college football season. Speaking of the British Open, Tom Watson's the greatest win player ever, won more British Opens than anybody. He has a few tips for playing in the wind. Those of y'all who are playing in the wind, if you're down on these ocean courses, you probably play in the wind a, a pretty good bit. So these really are his tips about playing into the wind. If you're hitting the ball downwind, he says swing as hard as you possibly can. You want as much spin on that ball as you can get to get it up in the air. That's going to help you control it more. So don't ease into a downwind shot. If you've got two choices, full go or a half shot, hit the forward. His tip for playing into a crosswind is to always work the ball against the wind. That was his key when he won all those British Open. So if you, if you got a wind blowing from right to left, you try to hit the ball into it from left to right and vice versa. If you got the wind blowing from left to right, you want to try to hit into it right to left. And then if you're playing into the wind, you want to hit easy shots because if you spin the ball, if you hit a ball hard into the wind, the ball's going to rise on you and hit that wind and kind of fall down. So into the wind, you want to hit easier shots, half shots. So downwind, hit it as hard as you possibly can. Into the wind, try to hit easier shots. Crosswind, fade or draw the ball against it. Whichever way the wind's blowing, you move it the other way and you're going to be better off. So again, we're so proud of our growth. Thank you to all of our clients, all of our movement members, all of y'all who really have helped us grow by word of mouth. This thing's gotten more than we thought. I think when Alex and I started this, we probably thought one day we might have four employees at most. We never envisioned nine or 10, which is rapidly where we're heading. So thank you to all of y'all. And as I conclude, I know it's already getting to be old news, but I just got to say, hail state. We did win the College World Series. Due to various demands on time and resources, economic development and trade and export agencies often struggle to complete effective market research and business outreach campaigns. 
For the past 10 plus years, Research FDI, along with our affiliated consulting groups at Research B2B and FDI 365, have leveraged our in-house knowledge, resources, and expertise in market research and consulting to help over 250 organizations directly facilitate inward investment attraction and new trade and export opportunities for their regions across a wide variety of industry sectors. Our highly personalized services and best cost-to-quality ratio in the industry ensures our client satisfaction, leading to repeat customers year after year. What are you waiting for? Leave the market research and business outreach to the expert team at Research FDI. To learn more about our services, contact us today. Welcome back to another week of news and new jobs across the U.S. with the Next Move Group. We have one search available ourselves right now, but outside of that, there's a lot more available across the U.S. that I'll cover. But as always, I'll start with Next Move Group searches first. So first up in Lafayette, Louisiana, the EDA is looking for a new CEO and president. Lafayette is located south in South Louisiana, right between Houston and New Orleans, and it was named the happiest city in the U.S. by the National Bureau of Economic Research. With that said, one of the CEO's roles is to sell the community as a place to work and to live. In addition to that, the CEO's focus will be in areas such as working with businesses as they both grow within Lafayette and in getting new businesses established in the area. So this person will be the go-to for local businesses, so they must be accustomed to working with the public, uh, government entities and elected officials, and with regional partners. A bachelor's degree in a minimum of eight years is required, while a certificate from either the Economic Development Institute or the Community Development Institute or a similar certification is preferred. The salary range or the salary for this role is $250,000 plus competitive benefits. Um, residency is required within three months of starting this position. You can apply by submitting your cover letter, resume, and references to Lafayette at the nextmovegroup.com. We'll end this search on July 14th at noon. Next up, the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC is looking for a new president and CEO. The president and CEO will report to the board and will have 21 direct reports. Part of their role is to manage and direct division, programs, and personnel of the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC and its affiliates. Some of the role's essential duties will include strategic planning, nonprofit governance and operations, member services and sales, economic development, and program management. At least 10 years of experience in an executive management or leadership position is required in either public, private, or the nonprofit sector. Additionally, a graduate degree is preferred, but relevant experience will be considered in its place. You can apply through Jorgensen Consulting, but please note that only a select few qualified applicants will be invited to interview for this role. You can apply to Todd Jorgensen at cscedc underscore CEO at jci-inc.net. Next up, the city of Pleasant Hill, California is looking for an economic development manager. Pleasant Hill is a modern, dynamic city in the East Bay area of San Francisco, and it's home to about 35,000 residents. Its quality of life and quiet neighborhoods and countless amenities make Pleasant Hill a pleasant place to live and to work. The economic development manager will plan, organize, and manage all economic development programs while utilizing their specialized skills and knowledge with an end goal of attracting, retaining, and expanding business in Pleasant Hill. 
a bachelor's degree with coursework in a related field such as public administration, economics, or business administration, along with four years of professional experience is required. The salary range for this role is 130 to 140,000. You can apply online by July 14th at www.allianceRC.com. If you have any questions, you can contact Cheryl Ueda at S-U-Y-E-D-A at AllianceRC.com or Cindy Krebs at ccrebs at AllianceRC.com. Or you can call 562-901-0769. Next up, the Ardmore Chamber of Commerce in Ardmore, Oklahoma is also looking for a president and CEO. The president and CEO is responsible for leading the Ardmore Chamber, the Ardmore Development Authority, and the Ardmore Tourism Authority. The president and CEO will report to the board of directors while creating and implementing plans that achieve goals set out by that board. The CEO's responsibilities is to spearhead the economic development activities, to lead the development and tourism authority goals, and to oversee operations of the Ardmore Industrial Air Park and Convention Center. A strong background in economic development, management and leadership experience, and experience working with pub boards and public trust is essential in this role. A bachelor's degree is required or equivalent experience, along with 15 years of experience in economic development, organizational management, or nonprofit leadership. The salary for this role is $120,000 to $130,000. Last but not least, in Fauquier County, Virginia, they're looking for a director of economic development. Fakir County is a beautiful historic community just 45 miles west of Washington, D.C. Uh, the director for this role is responsible for recruiting and retaining targeted businesses to fit the county's character and quality of life. The director will also lead the county's economic development efforts with the help of a skilled team um, with the goal of enhancing the economic base in accordance with guidelines that are set forth by the Board of Supervisors and the county administrator. A bachelor's degree in economic development is required or in marketing, public administration, economics, or related fields. In addition to that, at least five years of professional experience is required. A master's degree or professional certification are preferred as well. For the full job description and to apply, go to jobs.fakircounty.gov. The salary range is approximately 92,000 to 163,000. That's going to be it for jobs across the U.S. And as always, good luck in the job search. Hello, this is Brandon Nettles. In this week's Rounding the Basis segment, I'll be detailing new industrial announcements from across America. I usually mention this at the end, but this week we had a few featured announcements from folks who reached out. So I just want to remind everyone to let me know if there's any announcement that you'd like me to feature in your community. To start us off this week, congrats to Chad Odom, Denise Walls, and the Lake Martin area of Alabama. Westwater Resources is making an initial investment of $80 million to build its advanced graphite processing facility in Coosa County, Alabama. It's expected to create 100 full-time jobs. Next, congrats to our friends in Kershaw County, South Carolina. Sterlite Technologies Limited announced plans to establish operations in Kershaw County. The $23 million investment will create 120 new jobs over the next few years. Our friend Josh Finn in Henry County, Georgia, had two featured announcements. Pregis will expand its presence in Georgia and plans to invest more than $14 million to open an advanced manufacturing facility in Henry County and create 80 new jobs. Purple Innovation also announced plans to expand its operations in Henry County and create an additional 500 new jobs. 
1.1 will expand its corporate and vertical farming production facilities in Avondale, Arizona. The company expects to hire roughly 70 employees. Hollingsworth Logistics Group will expand its operations into a facility in Brownstown Charter Township, Michigan. Uh, that project is expected to create up to 250 new jobs. American Axon Manufacturing Incorporated plans to invest $38.6 million at its facility in Three Rivers, Michigan. The project is expected to create 100 new jobs. Oshkosh Defense will invest $155 million to establish operations in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The company is planning to create more than 1,000 new jobs. Novonics will invest approximately $160 million to expand its manufacturing operations in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, the project is expected to create 290 jobs in Hamilton County. Speed Products Group is investing $64.5 million in a new manufacturing facility in Walker, Michigan. The project is expected to create 164 new jobs. Automotive parts supplier Flex and Gate will establish a $52.1 million manufacturing plant in Troy, Michigan. The company is expected to create 245 new jobs. KRA Operations will invest $23.5 million to expand its factory in Prosperity, South Carolina. The, pros uh, the project is expected to create 120 new jobs. Americold Realty Trust will make a $84 million expansion in its operations in Russellville, Arkansas. Lotus Bakeries will invest approximately $62 million to significantly expand its facility in Mabane, North Carolina. That's going to create up to 90 new jobs. Helen of Troy Limited will establish its new distribution operations in Galloway, Tennessee. The project is expected to create 350 jobs in Fayette County. Generac Power Systems will expand operations in Trenton, South Carolina. The company plans to create 300 jobs in Edgefield County. KNU will build its first mega micro factory near, near Tulsa, Oklahoma. The project is expected to create more than 2,000 new jobs. Aviagen will invest $27 million to locate its new hatchery in Longview, Texas. Uh, the project is expected to create 95 new jobs. Stevanto Group will plans to locate its new U.S. operations in Fishers, Indiana. The company is expected to create more than 230 jobs in Hamilton County by the end of 2025. Comark will build its 22 million North American data center in Mesa, Arizona. E&J Winery, uh, they're a global wine and spirits company, is going to invest $423 million to build a new state-of-the-art production facility and distribution center in Chester County, South Carolina. The project is expected to create 496 new jobs over the next eight years. Finally, uh, Edelbrock will invest $14.4 million to locate its HQ and manufacturing operations in Olive Branch, Mississippi. The project is expected to create 200 jobs within three years. That's going to round us out for this week. I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's Gabby Melise and welcome to this week's Learning Lab segment. This week, I'm going to reference an article that discusses how some different states are allocating their American Rescue Plan Act funding. Let's dive right in. The article talks about how Pennsylvania is getting a boost of $7.29 billion this year thanks to the Federal American Rescue Plan, but the Commonwealth is spending only about $1.04 billion of that this year. Under the program, the federal government is sending $195 billion directly to state treasuries. The money is supposed to make up for what states missed out on during the pandemic and taxes and fees and help pay for the recovery effort over the next five years. The Commonwealth's first spending plan that includes rescue plan money would in part put $279 million of it towards highway projects, $282 million to long-term care facilities like nursing homes, and as much as $50 million towards housing and construction costs. 
The article states that Florida is putting $2 billion of its $8.8 billion in rescue plan funds towards highways and ports. Illinois, which is spending just slightly more than Pennsylvania at $1.26 billion this year, is spreading that money over a greater number of programs and projects. You can find that article on www.wesa.fm politics government. Next, I wanna mention the US guidance for stimulus spending. You can find the U.S. Treasury guidance and how to use the funding. Um, the guidance says that states must earmark the funding by 2024 and spend the funding by 2026. You can find that guidance on www.regulations.gov. Well, that's all for this week and until next time.